All right. It's already started. I'm already talking. <laughs> Welcome to Puro Pinche Sports. I'm your host, Jose Garza. And I am here with my buddy, my broski, Arturo Ibarra. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, but I think your internet's failing now. What? Yeah, you like started cutting off. Like you just went into a robot mode right now. Oh no. Oh no. Tor- terrible, terrible start. I'm Jose Garza. <laughs> Arturo Ibarra. Okay, pretty much the gist of it. How are you doing, bro? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. Uh taking a little break from work. Uh just to come back and join you for an episode that we've been moving in up since monday we're supposed to, we were supposed to be doing this episode on monday and it's been going like monday tuesday wednesday yeah, thursday you know, I mean, maybe friday maybe it still happens you know yeah. you're right maybe friday wink wink jesse maybe friday <laughs> no nah, man it's just i mean parenthood for one we're husbands we're for dads for employees <laughs> we're, we're busy as fuck so it tends to happen. Sometimes the schedules don't mix until it ends up being a good Friday. And maybe some people have the days off and some people don't. But we'll see. <laughs> uh, but anyway, man, um, what's been going on? What you what you big on right now as far as with sports and everything going on? No, man. Um, I mean, with work and everything, it's been kind of hard to, to keep track of what's going on. But uh, with the NBA, I know last time the NBA playoff run has begun. There's the bracket right now, the championship or whatever they want to call it. That's going on right now. Um, tournament. For Spurs, they got uh, – they made it. At least they made it on, like, the Lakers. But This is true. They made it far enough to play in. But, yeah. So, yeah, we got that. Uh, also, some, some new signings from the NFL, some things moving in around, new comments. The great fights that happened last weekend. So – it's it's been a good it's been a good week, you know. It keeps you entertained and everything. Well, so let me ask you: um, you are Chicago, you know, fan through and through. Bulls, Bears, um, maybe Cubs, White Sox. I don't know. I'm wearing uh, a Cubs hat. <laughs> hey, I don't know, man. Sometimes you might have both. You know, whatever. I don't know. I do have both, but I'm a Cubs. Oh fan. my gosh! See, here's my point. But anyways, I'm gonna ask you real quick since we can we can touch up on the NBA playoffs coming up. Uh, since the playing tournament ends today, uh, how are you feeling right now about the Bulls? I mean, I think they're good. They're strong. They started the season strong and everything. They had some injuries then and there. Now some players are kind of up, oh, am I going to play during the season? Am I not going to play? Um, so I think they're good. I know there's some friction right there right now going on with the Adam Levine kind of news that are coming out or, or gossips. With Zach with Zach Levine, my bad. I was Thinking like, not, five. He, he don't, he don't <laughs> sing. This man don't sing. <laughs> no, but um, with some of the things that are kind of coming out and saying, you know, like whether they think that he may play or he's not gonna play, like, or whether he may get traded or something like that. So, um, I mean, they look great. It, I think they have a pretty good chance at keep going, moving up the ladder. But we'll see. We'll see if they're in the in the game like if their head is in the game whenever the actual playoff picture starts to happen but it will be nice to see them in the in the series that that would be interesting uh, i mean you do got the bulls going up against the bucks i mean it's going to be a tough matchup against the defending champions uh cuz even if the bucks don't have the best record they're still going to be one of the toughest teams to try to get out of the playoffs um giannis is just an animal no matter what you do no matter what happens uh He's a so freak. He's a freak, man. The Greek freak is an animal. So, I mean, we'll see how that goes. I know Zach Levine's a free agent after this year. What are your feelings on him actually sticking around? I mean, he may he may stay. I mean, he's not a bad player. He hasn't been playing bad. It's just is Chicago willing to pay him? And I think him and DeRozan get a good connection. I mean, we've seen games where both of them are scoring over 40 points. Um, so there, there's good ball movement in the secondary as well as the initial team. So we'll see who they decide to keep, who decides to leave if he decides to sign again. So, 
you know, I, I think the team was um, so big, like so good. Like we were talking about it early in the season, even prior to when we went to the Spurs Bulls game, um, how, how big that uh, connection they had with the Rose and Levine, uh, Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso. Um, and then just the rest of the unit, they were, they were really balling. And then, Ball's injury kind of like really deflated the team. I mean, Caruso got hurt too with the whole Grace Down thing, but um, but I was just wondering, like, you know, at this point, do you think like one the organization gives them one more shot, like maybe gives a max one year for Levine, and then, or you think it's just he's just on his way out? I mean, I don't see why they shouldn't. Um, this was the first year with DeRozan and Caruso and kind of Ball having that chemistry with Levine as well. So I don't see why they don't try to go up for another run at it. I mean, they Bulls haven't made a run in a good time. Um, maybe they'll they'll trade him for someone else. I mean, they can't trade him, but maybe they'll sign someone else. But, I mean, if, if it goes well and they make it to the series, I think that if they make it past the Bucks and they get in a good series there. play run, then I would say, why not? Let Give them another chance to do it. I have seen some polls going around Instagram and social media where there's they're having the bulls winning over the, the bucks. So I see that really interesting to happening, but it's not unlikely that it could happen. We've seen other better teams kind of say bye whenever they're playing in the role or they just get swept. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so let me ask real quick, since we're going to talk about the playoffs, we can start predictions right now. What do you, who are you, who's winning bucks or bulls and how many games? I'm going to go with the Bucks. I mean, sorry, I'm going to go with the Bulls winning. Um, okay. Going for the upset? Yeah, I think I'm going I'm going for the upset. I'm, I'm going to stick with my team. I'm going to stick with the Chicago team. But I think it's going to be a good series where they're going to go, what do you say, 4-3? Uh, best out of seven, yeah. So you think yeah, I, I, think, seven? I, think, I think we're going to have the same thing that happened last season where the better games or the better brackets – we're at the beginning of the of the tournament, of the playoffs, and then kind of getting to those teams where you know it's it's a little bit more of a dark horse that's playing for the NBA championship. But I think it is going to be a uh, best of seven on four four three. Nice sense. I got the Bucks in six. I think that one um, is just more. I'm giving a respect to the Bulls for what they've done. DeRozan has balled out this year for sure. Definitely a step up uh, from everything he learned from with the Raptors and the Spurs. Um, unfortunately, right now with them injury plagued right now, I'm just not going to give it to him. I, I really can't. I can see this going five games, but, I mean, I'm, I'm going to give it a respectful six. So I think the Bucks advance. All right, so next series we can talk about really that is um, kind of probably the biggest one in the East other than, you know, the Bucks and the Bulls. Cause I think this is a little bigger. It's going to be the Celtics and the Nets. What are you feeling on it? Because I know the Nets have had a lot of controversy this year with the whole James Harden didn't want to stick around, Kyrie, his old COVID status, his uh, vac- vaccination status, sorry, and then KD's injuries and stuff like that. So they're now the seven seed. They won their playing game. So what are your thoughts on that series? I mean, whether whether Kyrie played or not, and they kind of kept him just healthy over the whole season because he couldn't play because of the whole COVID thing, if they're doing this because, you know, like, hey, he's healthier in case Duran gets hurt or in case someone else gets hurt from the those main key players that they have in that roster. Right. I don't see why the Nets couldn't beat the Celtics up. I'm not saying the Celtics are bad or anything. They've been able to pull some good numbers in some games uh, on their favor. But Respectfully, they should the be Nets, in favor. I think the Nets are going to take them. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think respectfully they should be the favorites and that's because one, you have the championship pedigree in Kevin Durant, regardless of what you think about his whole going to Golden State cupcake. and free agency. <laughs> he, hey, uh, he, People can call him a cupcake, but you know what? He still ended up going, becoming a two times uh, finals MVP, right? So it is what it is. I mean, he knows how to win. At least now he knows how to win. So uh, we'll see. I mean, I got the buck. I'm not the bucks. The 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 Nets in uh, six as well. I think that's going to be a fantastic series. I I love the Celtics. Uh, you know, defensive game now since they got Derek White adding, adding it as a backup to Marcus Smart. I mean, it's fantastic. You know, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum passing the ball more, passing the rock, getting the team flowing more. They they came from the bottom up. So 
good for them. I, I think this would be a great series. I'm not mad at any team that wins between these two teams, but I think the Nets just have a little more firepower, uh, firepower than the Celtics, though. But mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. And then the last game that we have for sure established right now in the East, uh, what do you got for God, what is it? the Sixers versus Raptors? Hmm. Oh, and mind you, uh, I think it's Maxi from the 76ers. He can't travel to the Raptors home games because uh, he's not vaccinated and Canada's strict as fuck with that. I think the Sixers take it and they'll, so, they'll, they'll probably take it to either. I think, yeah, I think they might take it on the sixth game. Um. Four okay. to two, and I think it's gonna be on. They're gonna win the at-home games. I think that's gonna be the the key thing for them, since some of their players can't travel. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Sixers, but I'm gonna say in five. I'm not trying to like be disrespectful to the Raptors, but I think Joel Embiid, being the powerhouse that he is, and then if James Harden in good enough shape and then he's in good health, I mean, he should be able to stop the floor with the Raptors defense. I mean, isn't Harden playing right now? I've seen that step back mm-hmm. happening. <laughs> Yeah, freaking in bid, man. Right so after, I, right after Harden joined that team, he tried to pull that step back. It didn't work out. It was a travel, but hey, he got better at it. Uh, so what happens when you have super long legs, and they and they could definitely keep up with your slow ass. Um, nah, but Embiid's a beast. Hey, by the way, who who do you have? I mean, have you been watching enough games? Like, who do you have for the MVP? Because I know there's discussions between like Embiid and uh, the Joker and stuff like that. I think. The way that they've been playing. Apparently, Texas is voting for Doncic to get the fucking title, but I'm not giving it to him. So, I like Doncic, but to me, he's, he's he's not a bad player, but he's not a he's not the captain of the team. Like, he doesn't drive the team in the sense of, like, I think he gets, like, hot-headed a lot. And well, that's a fact. He he's he's he has fun playing and everything. He's a great player. Like I I like the way I like his style of playing, but I don't see him as a captain because of that hot headedness that he gets. Um, the fact that he gets fouled, like he has what seventeen or 15, is it seventeen technical he's fouls? Got, he's got fifteen technical fouls. He doesn't. So that was only regular season stuff. That doesn't affect the playoffs. Right, but that's like. 15 technical fouls, man. Like you have to go through through the whole season, and it's not the first season that he does it. No, he's, so, very, he's hot-headed for sure. He's very emotional. So to me, it's like I think Embiid is a better team player, and he's a better driver of the team. And say, you know, what, let, let's let's keep let's stay composed. So I would give it to him. You don't think uh, don't, deserves a back-to-back? Uh, not this year. I think I like Embiid better, and I liked Embiid better last year. But I see a lot of the qualities that the Joker had last year. I see them on Embiid now. So that, that's why I would give him to Embiid this year because I feel like he's improved from last year to be the most valuable player now. Okay. That, that would be my take on it. Yeah. I mean, right now, overall, just like powerhouse and stuff like that, I, I tend to agree with you with Embiid. Um, I, but I think Joker will take it just for like the, the stats that the freaking voters love to go for. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think Embiid is just the guy. I mean, he's just taking a huge step and we don't know how much longer he has the ability to do this, right? Because he is sometimes injury prone. Um, his body's just going to get deteriorate, you know, over time, the more he grinds on the court and everything like that. So we'll see. All right. Um, all right. We know that right now the Cavaliers are beating the Hawks, uh, but they're only up by six right now. So who do you got winning that game? And then who do you got them? Who do you got winning between the winner of this game versus the number one Miami Heat? I think the Cavs will make pull that upset against the Hawks. I like Trey sure. Young and everything, but I feel the same way about Trey Young as I feel about Luca. They're they get hot headed at the last that, minute. Are, but, you, are you thinking more of these guys like are that are more like uh, solo uh, type of guys, ISO players that are, are really like. Are they not your cup of tea? No, no. That I, I like that kind of player. Like, like I said, I like the way that they play. It's just when it when it gets to driving the team to a playoffs and like actually winning, I don't see them winning the game by themselves. And we saw that with the Hawks last season. 
they were great and everything, but whenever they get in that mindset of I'm the I'm the best and I'm the one and I'm gonna do this, it doesn't work. They got a lot of upsets last playoffs. So that was crazy. I did not think they get past the Sixers. No, and, and, and that's the thing. Like whenever they they whenever he gets his head right, they are unstoppable. But it's the same thing that happened with the Suns. Like they had to get Chris Paul in that for him to keep his cool and drive that team. So that's the thing. I'm not taking any of the credit from um, Devin Booker, but it's you have to you have to stay composed, and that one solid, one simple solid player in that team does not work if you're going to get hot headed. No, so. that's true. I mean, and besides, you don't really got a real solid number two with a bunch of these teams. You know, you saw Chris Porzingis not play effectively for the Mavs, and he got traded away. Um, John Collins, uh, I guess you could argue, is the second best player for the Hawks. So we um, saw that with Butler, but when Butler was at, at the. Uh... So you got okay. So let me ask you that because you since you said the Cavs, who do you got winning between the Cavs and the Heat? The Heat. Okay, by how much? How many games? Six, I think they'll take it in. I think they'll take it in six. I don't think they'll go the full thing, uh, just because uh, Butler has something to prove to his team, just because of some of the things that are being rubbing off. But he, he's the hot-headed one, and there's other key players in that team that you know. Hey, up, up, I'll, I'll keep cool. You can do whatever you want. I'll still cool. Just do your, just make sure you play for the team. Um. So, if I had to assume that the Cavs win. Right, because they're up right now. You know what, man? I, I really want to say the Cavs upset the Heat. I really do. In seven. In seven games. I think if the Cavs win tonight, they beat the Heat in seven. Without the that, that might sound crazy. <laughs> it, it, it sounds insane. But I love what the, this Cleveland Cavaliers team has done to step up to this point. Like, to go this far. Like, they were higher seed earlier in the season, right? But. You know, obviously injuries and stuff like that makes them fall. Do you think they're the now that they now that they got Jared Allen back? I mean, dude, I think if him, Darius Garland, so the squad all together, like I I'm gonna actually give it to Cleveland, bro. I'm gonna give Cleveland the win over the Heat in seven, and I think it'd be fucking awesome story. Like, I mean, do so you Heat, think they're the Hawks of the season? Not the Hawks. I think they win one series, and then after that, you know, because we were talking about then afterwards they have to play the 76ers for the most part, maybe. Which so they I'm, could. They could put the offset. I'm, I'm going to say Cleveland. I'm going to say Cleveland wins this game right now, and then they go on defeat seven. So, Okay, okay. That's, I like that's that. That's fine. So, all right, let's go to the West real quick. Uh, Pelicans playing the Clippers tonight, but they have no Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard. Who wins? Uh, I'll tell you right now, Pelicans is gonna win. That's my, yeah, that's my I mean, Zion is back, so they have a good. Nope, Zion's not playing. Is he not playing this game? He's not playing. They did the, the team, so he's having that Kawhi, that same issue as Kawhi did with the Spurs. Like he he says he's ready to play, but the, the medical team says no. So I'm gonna say CJ McCollum plus Brandon Ingram is strong enough to make the Pelicans beat the Clippers at at LA, and then they'll play the freaking. Um, Who's the number one team in the West? I already forgot. It's not Memphis. It's not Golden State. Who is it? Fucking Art. Tell me, tell me, tell me. The Grizzlies? No, it's not Memphis. God, why, why am I slipping right now? Uh, is it headache? Headache. The Jazz? It's not the Jazz. What the fuck? Why are we both wrong? Why do we not know this answer before we even fucking talk? I'm over here like botching before we even begin. It's not the Suns. It is the Suns. <laughs> it is the Suns, the number one team. Suns will win that one. Uh, I think Suns will sweep whoever they play. I, yeah. I'll say five. I'll be nice. I'll be. I'll say five. Uh, gentleman sweep. But fuck, I should, I should not have taken that long to fucking figure it out. Chris Paul, man, Devin Booker, respect. Um, yeah, I can see that. So who do you got winning, Clippers or Pelicans? I think the man, and it's a one game, right? It's not a series because no, it's, it's a playing game. tournament. It's right now. I think the Pelicans are going to take it. But, damn. And then the Suns? I think the Pelicans take it. Okay. Suns versus Pelicans? Oh, no, the Suns. Okay. How many games? I think they're going to do a short one. So I think it's going to be at the most five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
of the Sons and Four guy comes back and he's like, Sons and Four, Sons and Four. Um, all right, after that, we should have Grizzlies versus Timberwolves. Give me that one. Give me your prediction for that one. John Moran versus uh, Anthony Edwards and Grizzlies. Cat. You think, oh, okay, you're picking Grizzlies? Okay, how many games? I think, I think Moran gets it back. I think the same thing, four to five. I'm going to say Timberwolves. Dang. I'm going to go Timberwolves in six. And I'm going to say it's because Morant sometimes struggles against them. And they have mo- they have the more star power. Like If you think about it, you have a pesky Patrick Beverly. You got Anthony Edwards, you know, sophomore year. You got Carl Anthony Towns when he's – when he actually plays, I'm like in the playing game. Uh, he fucking he's a beast, right? Yeah. So if you if you can get those three like to like lead the team and fucking do the shit that they need to do, I I'm gonna give it to the Timberwolves honestly because John Moran can't do it all on his own. And it's it's not saying because he's cocky or he's bad or anything like that, right? You know, but with the same uh, explanation you're going by Luca and by Trey, he might not just be able to lead the team to all all those victories that you want him to. But I. Think he is a little he's in the MVP conversation, by the way. So but I'm 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 gonna go Timberwolves. Shocker. But I think he has a little bit more of a composed head than the other two. Oh for sure, for sure. That's but, what I'm saying. It's not any of those things that you were saying about about those guys. If he's gonna do it by himself, yeah, I see where you're coming from. I mean, yeah, I, I, mean just, I, I can see that happening. But yeah, I, I, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a crazy upset though. It'll be entertaining as fuck. Uh, okay, uh, Warriors or Nuggets? Nuggets. Nuggets, really? What? Well, how many games? You're going with the upset? Six. Six games. Okay. Okay. What's the main reason for that one? Uh, they still don't have Jamal Murray back, and they don't have Kevin Porter Jr. Is Curry back now? Curry's will be back, yes. Very thing? I thought he was out. Uh, yeah, he'll be good to go. Mm, I'll give it, I'll give it to nah. Stick with your gut. Yeah, I'm gonna stick to the nuggets just because um just because for some reason every time that Curry is hurt and he comes back from injury, yes, he is he drops a crazy amount of points, but they don't seem to win. They don't seem to be on the same page as Curry. Curry plays whenever he comes, it's like he's on his own world. Um, yes, they do have Clay Thompson, but like it seems that they kind of like friction with each other whenever they kind of come back in. And I'm not saying friction in the in the pissed off way. I'm saying friction in the sense of like their offensive plan doesn't work because I, mean, I feel like play, Thompson play plays not Curry. Full, play's not fully like 100 since the Achilles and uh, ACL tear. Like I'll be honest, but. I'm going to stick with the Warriors. I think the championship pedigree, what they've gone through to win championships before, what they've done in the playoffs, I think I'll give it to them. I'll give Warriors in six. Um, I think they'll just overwhelm the Denver Nuggets, personally. All right. Um, and Art, I think that's the last one before we move on to the next topic. Uh, we can talk about it is the Jazz at Mavericks. And Luka Doncic is going to be out the first game for sure. Mavs. You're breaking Mavs or you think Mavs? Nah, I'll give it to the Mavs. Mavs by how many games? Without Luka, game one, possibly game two. They're going to go to six. So, they, so what, I mean, they lose the first two games without Luka, then they win after Luka comes back? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give Jazz and six. I'm going to pick Jazz and six. I think... You know, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, they'll they'll make it work to somehow to, and they'll you know, you say yourself, Luca's destructive in his own mind sometimes. He might not be the right guy to like get you to, over the hump for some things. And I think, you know, Quinn Snyder is gonna be perfect coach to go against Luca. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the Jazz on this one. But all right, that's our predictions for the first round of the playoffs. I mean, hopefully everything all turns out well. Let me look at the dang score right now and see what's the update. Uh, Cavaliers only up by four. So we'll see how that goes. Um, anyways, Art. So this past weekend was UFC 273. Uh, you saw it on Saturday. I saw it on Sunday. Uh, 
Uh, we'll just talk about briefly the three main fights. Um, let's talk about the, the biggest one um, that I think, or what I consider the biggest one. And that was Hamzat Chamayev defeating Gilbert Burns uh, by his uh, decision. Uh, was it split? It was no mm-hmm. unanimous, unanimous decision. Sorry, um, I thought it was split. No, no, that was uh, the co main event. It was unanimous. All three judges gave it to Hamza. The co main event, yeah, Peter Young, Peter Young, yeah, they, yeah, they did How? the split decision there. Yeah, the so all three judges said Hamza won the fight. Uh, give me your thoughts on that because we were going a little uh, back and forth talking about that fight. So I think out of everyone who's fought uh, Makovic, it's I think Burns gave him the best fight. You mean Chamayev? We're talking about the cold fight, or we're talking about the the third fight of the night. The third fight. You said Makovic. Yeah. I was like, who's Makovic? Then it's Hamza Chamayev. Are you thinking Islam Makachev? Yeah. No, he Is didn't it... fight. Islam Makachev. Am I confused? Then I'm probably confusing them, but. You're confusing Makachev and uh, Chamayev. I mean, they the both, both have wow. beer. <laughs> okay, well, what's your thoughts on Chamayev uh, versus Burns? Um, so I, I know that we had talked about um, if, and there's a lot of talk around saying, like, if he won, he was going to get up to the title fight. Like, he was going to get that title fight because I, I believe he's undefeated right now, isn't he? Mm-hmm. So... I think out of all the fights that he's had, I think he Burns is the only one that has actually put up a, a good fight. And a lot of people said that Burns should have gone out on the first first round, second round at the most. And I think he brought it to him on that second round and then yep. the third round. Um, on the third round, yes, he, he was a little bit off his feet, but I think both of them just went at it on the third round. And I think that's the one that we're kind of disagreeing on where it kind of swayed. Um, I know the first round, Burns did not have control of the flight of the fight. On the second one, he controlled the second round. Uh, on the third round, I I gave it to Burns just because of how he brought that fire at the end of it. Even though he did get hit pretty hard and he stumbled, he did land some good shots at the end, which did the exact same thing. So, if we're comparing it, I would have given it to Burns just because of that but it goes back to my same like comment with you about like the how the championship fights get um decided you know it's mm-hmm. for something like that when you're undefeated man you, they're not going to give you the fight unless you knock them out and he had a good couple of chances where where he should have gone down um but he was he was stunned at the same time so i gave it to burns i gave it to uh one to two so that that was my my take on that. So, the so here's how I I saw it. Um, because you saw it, with your it, eyes. I saw with my eyes. I saw with all four of my eyes. Um, so Burns came out in the fight timid. Like the first round, he just didn't look like himself. Like the guy who had gone out for his championship fight. Like almost like he was maybe too worried of what Hamza does because of what Hamza had done before. Mind you guys, Hamza Chamayev has only been hit one time. Um, in his four fights in the UFC, one time <laughs> that means he destroyed and dominated all his other opponents prior to fighting Gilbert Burns, which mind you, Gilbert Burns gave a great fight. Um, I'm not taking that away from him. Um, so Hamza won round one, round two, absolutely burns, fucking dropped him a few times, fucking powers. I mean, left him a fucking beauty mark that probably will never go away from Hamza Chimaev. But the reason I gave the third round to Chimaev and not Burns, I think why the judges agreed is because. Chemayev was piecing him up for, and Burns was kind of letting him. Maybe he was like a little gassed because, you know, he's a very big, stocky dude. But Chemayev was tagging him up for three minutes straight without really anything like responsive. And then Burns started turning it on. And I think because he controlled the first three minutes and then they were kind of going back and forth, so 50 50 there. I think that's where me and the judges all agree that it was Chemayev who took one and three. Uh, without any questions, like, asked. Like, it wasn't, like, a big controversy. Now, mind you, if we had championship rounds in this fight, like, if they if they had signed a five-round uh, contract, I think it might be a different story. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing this fight again. I don't think anybody do you really think, would mind seeing Do you think they would have gotten the five rounds, though? Or do you think they would? 
I think these, gonna... I think these two guys' fucking chin was on on point tonight that that night, and they were not going to drop. Maybe they're going to go all the way decision, and then you could really tell a story. But um, I don't really feel like Jemayev was slowing down. I think he took a back seat in the second round when he got dominated by Burns for the most part. Uh, mind you, he was still landing some strikes, but Burns definitely won the second round. Um, but Chamayev was more composed, like I said, and he wasn't gassed, but you know, and he, like I said, like the first three minutes, it just looked like it was all him without any, like, like Burns was kind of leaning on the cage, moving side to side, like trying to get away. And then he started turning it on like, after he looked up at the clock and he was like, okay, but, maybe, I, maybe I need to like turn it on right now. And I think he did that just for the same reason that the second round went his way. Like, he was probably gassed from that second round just the same way that he that the other guy was gassed from the first round. So he tried to, like, you know, maybe hold himself to capitalize at the end of the round. But, no, I, I see your point, though, and I think if – I mean, don't yeah, get me wrong. Three minutes Burn, of it. For Burns landed the most shots. Like, don't get me wrong, even in the third round. Like, if you're looking at per stats, like, even right now, I'm seeing it right now. Uh, Burns landed – 45 out of 68 uh, shots, while, I mean, Hamzat hit only 44 out of 94. So he was more precise. He did more, but I think it was just the timing. Like, you're just looking – like, if you're looking at how much time it took for Burns to, like, turn it on, I mean, that's a big, that's going to be a big factor no matter what. Because sometimes, you know, the judges don't have the stats in front of them, right? They're, but they're just seeing Hamzat controlling most of that round and most of that fight. I think if Burns had dropped him in the third round, I think that, that he would have stolen it. So, do you think, and this is, I guess, where we're going to bring up one of the past episodes where some people call some people out on how, you know, like, what do you think counts? Like, for boxing, you know, like, it, it's counted by the stats and how many hits you land and how many hits you throw and blah, 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 and all that. Do you think UFC so, should be doing the same thing for something like this? So boxing's different, and the reason is because you get you lose a point, and you're pretty much automatically lose a round when um, you get knocked down, right? Like it's an automatic, and then the ten count starts. And MMA, you have to judge by eyes only. You can't judge by stats and stuff like that because one, the stats don't come fast enough. One, you move a lot more faster than you do in boxing, right? Like you got you got to account for the takedowns. You got to account for punches. You got to account for strikes. Where they landed, were they significant, or were they just like regular shots? Right? You gotta go for submission attempts, submission escapes. You gotta do a lot of other stuff. So you have to go by immediate eyeball test. Um, and that's why they want they debating, like how do you want how do we fix this uh scoring decision stuff? So I think overall, um they do need to fix it, maybe try to open round or open scoring, I should say. But in the meantime, I think. There's nothing wrong, like with what they did. I okay, so like if you're you're talking about the debate me and Marco had. So guys, check that out. That was a uh, I forgot what episode that it was. One of the first it, episodes. It was like, it was well, it was the first video on YouTube, guys. Yep. So there you go. That, that's the first like the first one we have on YouTube. That's the debate me and Marco had, and it was it was a great debate. And we'll look at sure the comments. We'll <laughs> enjoy the comments. Um, but overall, guys, like I think you have to go because. And to give you guys an example of what, what Art's talking about, Marco was saying that uh, Max Holloway did more damage. He probably did. As far as physical damage, he probably did more damage. But the problem was it went to a decision. So all major, all most of that damage did in the first two rounds, which he got scored for, right? That, that's that's the whole criteria when it comes to decision. The later three rounds, they were points for Volkanovski, and that's why Volkanovski won. And that's how the judges saw it, right? Um. And overall, when you look at the stats afterwards, on like after they calculate everything, Volkanovski stat wise won the fight. In this case, like I'm telling you right it's now, the opposite. Well, I'm telling you, I mean, he landed one less punch than Burns, right? <laughs> but again, it's those three minutes of control, right? If Burns didn't take those three minutes off to get to you know get energy back, I don't think he loses that round, and, I and he doesn't lose the fight. So, I mean, that, that's a major factor, too. Like, can you really sit around for three minutes and not do anything? No, you can't. The, and, that's, and that's the downside. Like, at that point, you're leaving it up to the judges, and that's on your, that's, that's on your fault, right? That's your fault. Yep. And I was like, that was my argument with Marco, too, is like, you know, Max took his foot off the, the gas, and, you know, he lost it at that point. But, I mean, 
to each his own, right? Everyone has disagreements on that. But Hamza is supposed to uh, fight Kobe Covington next. That's what Dana White wants to do. He's not going to give him a title shot. He's going to give him Kobe Covington. What are your thoughts on that possible matchup? I think Covington needs to get his mouth shut, man. And I think this is a good way to do it. Um, I'm not saying he's a bad guy. He's, I mean, he's a he's a good fighter. It's just to me, it's like it gets to the point of like, all right, you're talking too much smack. That and are you really surprised that Jorge Masvidal smacked them out of Miami Rush? Like, it's one? one of those things. Like, you know, you talk yet again. You talk so much smack, which is shit and smack put together. Smack, smack, smack we say smack. But like, you're talking so much crap about it, and. Then you're like you're surprised of like why someone jumps at you at the bar or at restaurants at a restaurant because you're calling out their family, and then mm-hmm. I understand that that's his persona, you know, like oh yeah, let me let me be this loud guy, uh, America make America great kind of thing, you know. That, that's, Miami. Yeah, that's his character. But yet again, this is not WWE, man. Like this is the UFC. Like I'm not saying he doesn't back up his his fighting because he does, mm-hmm. or he doesn't back up his words, but it's like it gets to the point. It's like, dude, it. Just fight, like just fight. And there were a couple instances on that Masvidal fight where Masvidal was taking the fight to him, and Kobe, and he was just kind of retreating. So to me, it's like you know, like putting against someone that's gonna shut his mouth and is gonna make him, you know, like this is me. This is I have Ham- to, Hamza will be able to up. fight him on the ground. Like that, that'll be fun. That'll be a fun matchup between Hamza yep. and Kobe. I think. Uh, Obviously, if Hamza wins, he deserves a title shot. Um, Kobe, I still question because Kobe's already lost twice to Usman. It just doesn't make sense for him to get another one. Um, but I think that would uh, be a good fight, though, against Usman between um, Hamza. Yep. Yep, that'd be fantastic. Um, I don't. I'll personally say right now, I don't think Hamza's ready. But that just might might be because he didn't have a you know the the greatest of fights. He he had a huge step up in competition against Burns. But who knows? Maybe if he beats and TKOs Kobe, I mean Kobe, I mean maybe a different story. But we'll see. Let's move on to the Kobe event. It's Aljo Sterling defeating Peter Yan by split decision to retain the UFC Bantamweight Championship. Art, you know these guys have had history. Yan got himself disqualified. That's how he lost the belt a year ago. They had the rematch. Sterling edges out the judges and wins the match. What are your thoughts on that fight? I think Sterling won the fight, period. Um, after the comments where they ask whether uh, – what's his name? They just drew a blank. Not Sterling, but the other guy. Um, yeah, right after they asked Jan, they like, oh, what did you think about the fight? Like, they gave it this round to this person, and the only round that you guys lost was the, the first round. Dude, like, the round that he said, oh, I won the first one, second and third and fourth, it's like, dude, all right, you're, you're cocky, that's great. But let's be honest, you did not win those two rounds where he held control of you on the ground like you couldn't do anything he had said, i think i think he said he won for sure one four and five like he, I don't think he said he won at the end he said like oh no i won like i won those rounds but the, or whether he said what, what what you're saying is he called out those rounds that he was on the floor that he, sterling he had said, control of him i'm i'm i might need to hear back back I, I didn't hear and that, i may but. i may be incorrect you know but I do remember, like, the, there was no other way. Like, Sterling had control of the fight. He held you for two Four whole minutes. rounds yeah. like, on the ground. Like, you didn't even fight back. So how do you expect to come back and say, oh, I won the first round? The first round, it, I gave it to Sterling just because it was kind of back and forth, but Sterling tagged him. You could see his face after the first round where Yang got tagged. So... If we're going at punches and like what landed, like I gave it to Sterling that the last mm-hmm. round, the Sterling got rocked out. So, but to me, I, I gave it to Sterling. And even the first one, like after you hit him on the head with your knee and kicked him down, like it, you're, yes, I think he deserves a title shot just to kind of, you know, say, hey, here you go. Let's do it again. This is a, the second fight. But not like the next one. I think Sterling has won or earned the the, the place to say, you know what, I'm gonna call out someone else, which he did. Yeah. So yeah, he did. So if you've if you've followed uh, the podcast uh, Twitter page, um, I, I mainly control it, of course. 
I, I will argue always. It for is Aljo. biased. Yeah, right. I I will argue for Aljo. Aljo did not get. You know, everyone's like, "Oh, he's acting. He faked it. He he took the title bite." Like, dude, have you ever been hit by a fucking knee? Like, open, not blocked, a straight knee strike to the head. Like that that shit does not tickle. That shit hurts. And these and this is like he happened in the fourth round of the fight. So he was already exhausted. He already had you know. He was already beaten up. And I, that fight, Peter Young was destroying him. Like, there's no question about it. He was owning him in that fight. And then that knee strike, that just made no sense to do. Like, why did you do it? Um, so Jan eventually gets his rematch against Sterling after he won the interim title from court. Uh, he beat uh, Sen Hagen. And in the first round, I, I felt like he was wild. Can you hear me? Oh, I, I can hear you. I just... I'm not moving. I'm about to, I, I, I know. I'm about to take a picture of this, though, because this is hilarious. Uh, All right, you're you doing fun. Yeah, I can hear you, but it's a Okay. I don't know why I'm frozen. I have no idea. My you did not let me take a picture of it. That well, was going to be your new color ID. Wow. I don't even know like, <laughs> why. I don't even know why I'm, I froze out. Okay, anyways. While this thing fixes up, I think the camera unplugged. Um... I just think that Sterling looked better in the first round. Like, there was nothing wrong with uh, what was going on in the fight. Oh, Jingo. Uh, <laughs> uh, in the first in the first round, he hit the more the more accurate shots. He struck him more. I felt like Peter Jan was flailing a lot of his shots. Like, he was just, like, throwing a lot of haymakers. Uh, he was definitely pushing the pace, and Sterling wisely was being the counterproductive, but, you know, the counter-striker. And it worked for him. It, he got the more shots in. You know, Peter Jan just, uh, for me, was starting a little more wild. And then, obviously, you know, second and third round was all easily Sterling's. You know, you could argue that those rounds, because they he controlled them, you know, in the, with the wrestling, he controlled them by a 10-8 rounds, like, almost worthy. Like, because he did absolutely nothing, like you said. Um, all he did was trying to, like, defend submission holds, but. That, that was really nothing. He was getting owned. So if even if he did, let's say, let's say for example, Jan did win the first round. Those second and third rounds should have been 10-8 scores because of pure domination. And yep. this, and then that scorecard is still going to Sterling. Regardless. So it, it really like. But I mean, I, I don't think there needs to be a rematch or a trilogy fight between the two. Not anytime soon. Like I said, Sterling was taking a lot of flack online. I think y'all are a bunch of idiots out there. Anybody who was giving him shit, be honest with you, like dead ass, like anyone who's like, "Oh, you deserve an Oscar for the fucking faking of the knee strike and you won the title that way." No, it's just like you, Peter Jan hit in the head. And, yes, <laughs> and, and fucking his coaches were like, "Do it, good job, with good the job." Knee. And their fucking coaches clapping like, oh, oh. and then they look at the head coaches like, "Oh, that's not good, you fucking idiots." No, Pe- you know Peter Jan deserves to lose that first fight, and he fucking lost the second one. He doesn't deserve a rematch. Fuck, fuck off. You know, <laughs> enjoy your vacation, bro. Enjoy Cancun. Like, you don't get like you don't get that shit. Aljamain Sterling, the funk master, fucking earned everything. And yeah, he lost rounds four and five. Oh well, so what? You didn't do enough. Fuck, fuck that shit. It's just easy as that. Aljamain Sterling fought his ass off. He got the W. He's a champion, rightfully so. Now he owns two O over Peter Yan. One by DQ, one by decision. And now who knows who will fight. He would fight TJ Dillashaw, who he called out afterwards, or actually he'll call out and who he called out online, Jose Aldo. He'll fight one of those two guys, and that'll be great. Good for him. Move on. Peter Jan is in a rear view mirror. Peter Jan, you could have you should have won the first fight. Made sure Aljamain Sterling never got this fucking hype. Ever. You should have won. But no, you, yep. you got yourself as qualified, dumbass. Um, all right, main event. Alexander Volkanovsky. Who we kind of were just talking about between the debate me and Marco had defends his title over Korean Zombie and TKOs him in the fourth round. Your thoughts? I was surprised. Why? From the Korean Zombies. Like, he just, he did not look that. I mean, I know he's older, but he just, he just didn't look. I don't know, like he he looked psyched out on that first round. Like it didn't look like him. That explosiveness that you always see, the 
the random hits or, or those hay- he wasn't even throwing any haymakers he was just getting tagged all along and it just to me it felt like he he did not want to be there like not that he didn't want the title flag. It's just at that moment, he looked like he didn't want to be there. Like he was just kind of fighting just did you, because he Did you think up. Zombie had a chance? I, yeah, I honestly, yeah, I honestly, he, I didn't think he was going to win, but I thought he was going to put up a fight. And I think that was the same thing that, that Volk kind of expected. He expected a fight. And the whole five rounds, it was just Volk. Like Volk is an animal. He's a yep. Australian kangaroo slash crocodile slash whatever other killing Machine, there's in Australia, <laughs> but I feel like Volk expected a fight, and even his tweets afterwards and his posts, are like, hey, you know, I'm kind of like there. And Sehudo kind of calling him out, it's like, oh, well, you need to go through me, blah blah blah, and all that. But to me, it's like he expected a fight. I expected Zombie to at least give him a fight for the first two rounds, make it interesting. Let me let me give you my my thoughts on this one real quick, and I, I think it's. We've seen Volkanovski have those wars with Max Holloway, those two five-round fights, so 10 rounds total. We saw him, what he did versus Brian Ortega. That was a fucking hell of a fight. Have, uh, you, seen, have you seen his interview about that, about that fight afterwards? Like right before the fight that we're talking about, they interviewed him about the fight with Ortega. Okay. And they interviewed him about how, how he felt when he had him on that choke. On the guillotine, right. And he says, like, Volk even says, like, I do not know how the heck I got out of that. Oh, yeah. He, like, he almost passed out. Like, he's like, he said, he didn't say it, like, I was out of it. He's like, but at the end, I just kept my composure and I just felt him kind of losing it up. He lost and, it. But and that, and seeing that, him and, and his and that's the fight of a crazy. champion. And that's the fight of a champion. That's why I have a lot of respect for Volkanovski. That's why I'll argue for him against uh, Marco with the whole Max Holloway thing. I'll argue with for him for against anybody. Uh Volkanovski, I'm okay losing that bet. <laughs> right? Eat that spicy ramen. Let's even have to eat the chip. Fuck. Um, anyways. I mean, there's still one more, isn't there? Marco, eat it. Literally. Um, anyways, Volkanovski, dude, he's had wars. Like you uh, you gotta understand, like his speed is fucking almost unmatched. And no disrespect to Max, no disrespect to Ortega, but you see what he's done to them. He's pieced them up. And mind you, Max is the best fighter he has so far. So when they had that trilogy fight, that's going to be fucking fantastic. But he pieced up Ortega. But he pieced up Ortega. He pieced up Ortega. Like, we saw it. He owned him. Like, Ortega, Volkanovski gave him the fifth round. But even that round where he was in danger, where he got caught with, like, three different submissions and he escaped, he still won those rounds because... He was the more dominant fighter. He just got caught, but he was strong enough to get, escape. He was smart enough. He, was, he had all the skills. He had all the tools to do it. So you mind you, he pieces the, those two up. And they're younger, right? They're younger. They're faster and stuff like that. They're better than Korean Zombie. For the people who don't remember, Ortega pieced up and destroyed Korean Zombie to earn himself that title shot against Volkanovski. So if you think that Ortega, who destroyed Zombie, then got destroyed by Volk, Imagine now at that point, you remember that? Volk versus Zombie. Zombie never stood a chance because he can't match the speed. It has nothing to do with his age. He's only 35. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say his age, but he can't match the speed of Volkanovsky. That power behind the, the speed, the speed and the power, beautiful technique. Beautiful. Volkanovsky pieced him up, and that's why Zombie lost all composure after the first few strikes. He wasn't expecting him to be that fast. He wasn't expecting him to be, you know, caught off guard that quickly. And it just, he he lost in his mind. Then he got destroyed the rest of the way. The third round, he got saved by the bell. And the fourth round, as soon as he got rocked, the her being said, fuck it, I'm not letting this happen. Yeah. Not today. So I just, like I said, I expected, I expected a better fight from Zombie. Um, I, and then him saying that he wanted to retire. That That's why I meant, like, whenever he said, I... I'm thinking that this may be my possible last fight. That's why I'm saying that it did not, I did not feel like he was in the right mindset for that fight. Yeah. I mean, if look, if you're going into fights and you think you're retirement, that's on you in the end. But I think either way, even if he was at 100% and everything, skill set wise, he can't match the speed of Wokonowski. He just can't. And no disrespect to Zombie. I think Zombie's a fun fighter. We've seen him have a lot, a lot of fun fights, but he's never been the guy. It was nice for him to get this title shot, you know, for after his years of 
uh, service to the MMA world, you know, after he did uh, serve for the uh, Korean army for a few years. But it was, I never, the reason I didn't want to talk about this fight first is because it wasn't the, the one that I thought was going to blow up the show. I always thought Hamza versus uh, Burns was the best fight. And then after yeah. that, Sterling versus Jan. And it came out to be to fruition. Though That's exactly how it happened. What's next for Volkanovski? You know, Henry Cejudo's coming out of retirement. He's jumping back into the USADA uh, drug test pool. But he won't be able to fight for another six months. Does Dana White want to give him that? Or would he rather see Volkanovski, who still looks fresh, he didn't look really take that much damage, give him Max Holloway? I think so. I think Max Holloway still goes up next. But what would you rather see, Art? Holloway versus Volk 3 or Volk versus Cejudo? Nah, give him, give him Holloway and then give him Cejudo after. Like, do you think he may lose against Holloway? Holloway is honestly, like, probably the best fighter in the featherweight division. He just, his, you know, his kryptonite just happens to be Volkanovski. Exactly. So, so, I mean, I don't, I don't know. He has to finish Volk to win. Personally. That's what I think. If he doesn't defeat him by TK or submission, I don't think he wins by decision. I just don't. I think honestly, if it goes against Holloway, dude, I think Volk. Because here's what happens: like, what if Holloway wins? You gotta give Volk another shot. You gotta make a four fight because he's won the first two. I would give it. I think I would give it just. I money wise, let's think. Let's talk money wise. I will give it to Holloway. Give it to Holloway, and then give it to Cejudo if he wins. If not, then you just go Holloway and then go Volk and then you go Cejudo again, like. Are you gonna I go mean, back and forth, Holloway, Volk, Holloway, Volk until? Well, like- I, I think Cejudo should go back to the bantamweight division instead of moving up just to like move up. He has done nothing in the one forty five division to earn a title shot. Honest, like that ass, like he's just because he's been champion two other the weight classes, that doesn't mean there's an instant title shot. No offense to Henry Cejudo, he's not Conor McGregor. He doesn't command that kind of power. Like no, like no, no. disrespect. <laughs> he doesn't. But Henry Cejudo's probably. If a better fighter for sure than, than Conor McGregor, but he doesn't earn that star power. He doesn't have that. Just because you're a cringy guy on Twitter doesn't mean you're, you know you have that effect for everybody that they oh we want him back, we want him back so badly. Um, so I think go ahead, go and get Sterling. Sterling then has three people he can possibly fight. Although Dillashaw, so who know? And then on the other side, just make it Max versus Max Holloway versus Alexander Volkanovski three. And if Max wins, make it Holloway Volkanovski four. Because Volkanovski deserves a title shot immediately after. I mean, he's yeah. he's been a great champion. He's been a great champion. Like your list right now for for Volkanovski is I beat Max Holloway twice in title fights, Brian Sega, and Korean Zombie. And then before that, he has some good fights too, like Jose Aldo on his list. So why not? Would you give a fight to uh, Ortega again? <laughs> not anytime soon. Ortega needs to get a three-fight win streak going. It didn't make sense that he got a title shot against Volkanovski after the zombie win because he hadn't fought anybody in like two years. Up well, I mean, the point. only reason why that happened was because he had that, and then he got like. Well, this is what this, but this is Ortega's resume. He had the loss against Holloway in like 2018, and then doesn't fight again until like 2021 against Korean Zombie, and then he gets to fight against Volkanovski. So you had two title fights and only one win in between. So I think he needs like a three-fight win streak before he gets another crack at the title. Okay. Personally. But, I mean, otherwise, that's that's all I got. Well, I mean, do you have anything else? Do you like anything else you want to talk about? Uh, Sports-related, at least? I was WrestleMania. I, I haven't listened to... Actually, we haven't hung out. No, we haven't. We haven't. We haven't had a WrestleMania, to. and I haven't had a chance to to listen to the the full podcast. But what was your experience on it? Like, how how'd you it like was, it, dude? I mean, WrestleMania was beautiful. It was fantastic. Uh, it was the childhood dream, like dead ass. Like, I'd never gone to a WrestleMania event, and it was just fantastic. Like, it was. I mean, don't get me wrong. It could have been any like stadium. It could be NRG, Cowboy Stadium, SoFi Stadium. It was just. But it was just. It felt awesome and the fact that 
I had friends who grew up watching it go, and like they got to see it too. And my wife got to join me, and she was just gonna go there to like enjoy, like you know, possibly laugh at me for fun, right? <laughs> all love though. Don't get me wrong, all love. But I think the whole experience, like it was, it was awesome, bro. Like dead ass. Like to was go she to- more excited than you? You think or nah? I, I mean, she might not say it, but I think she became kind of a wrestling fan afterwards. Like, she didn't scream, like, oh, my God, I love it. Like, but, you know, but I think she ended up, like, loving the experience, too. I don't know if she's going to be, like, a full-time fan, but, you know, sometimes when I'm watching here at the house, like, Raw, SmackDown, she'll sit down and watch it, too. So, so it's nice. I mean, I think, like, overall, it was a fantastic experience. I got, this little, pin. I got this little pin right here. Fucking amazing. Wait, what would you say? How was the divas? The women? Oh, huh? they're great. The, the the women had the best <laughs> matches. The women had the best matches. Like dead ass. Like of the weekend, they had the best matches. Wow. Yep. It does not surprise me. Really? Now, but I mean, we'll hang out soon. But overall, like yeah, the rest of my experience, fucking ten out of ten. Nice, it was a great nice. weekend. I'm glad. Now my hotel. Sucked ass. Don't get a Motel 6, kids. Do not get a Motel 6. No matter how cheap you're trying to be, do not get a Motel 6. I'll tell you that right now. That that, that call out goes to some of our friends. Some of our really, really good friends. Don't be cheap. Don't be cheap. I was cheap that weekend. And and it wasn't worth it. I was cheap that weekend. It was... mm. Ooh, the Hawks took the lead. The Hawks took the lead. Right now? Yeah, they're up by three. Eh... Okay, so real quick, just in case the Hawks win. Uh, if Hawks win, who do you give the series to, Hawks or Heat? I'm still going to give it to the Heat. Okay. I think the Hawks win, yeah, I'll give it to the Heat. But I, I digress. Um, all right, all right. Well, I don't really got much more to say, man. I think this was a really good catch-up episode. I mean, it's been a while since we had you on. Uh, I definitely don't think you would have had much to say about the WrestleMania prediction or review takes. <laughs> So it was nice to have you back on, brother. I mean, miss this. Um, we have the draft, NFL draft soon, no? Yes, we do. When is the it's NFL in two draft? Two weeks. Is it in two weeks? Okay, so, I, think so. Um, I need to talk to you about it and maybe Alex. I hope uh, he's down for it. But if you're asking me, I, prospect and who I think they're going to take, I honestly no, 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 I'm just saying, bring it up like a live show during the draft. So it's gonna like, be live at your house or or what? Yeah, my house, my house. I mean, we could do it at your house, but I mean, I'd rather kick my kid out and then we'll just have a peaceful quiet night here. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Okay, you know, so the only it, thing that I don't like about the draft though is that for some reason, like I understand they make it like longer and they put like. It's a two-day, three-day, depending on how many rounds they we're go. Just doing, we're just doing round one. We're not going to do any of the other shit. But I wish that they would just go. I wish that it would be faster, first of all. But you got to give time. Like, you got to give time for the teams to like think like, hey, you know, now the guy we wanted is taken. Now we got to rethink our stuff. And so you got you to gotta let them weigh the options. Yes, I'm excited for Plus, the trades, though. I'm excited to see what they're going to trade up, what, who's going to trade up. Can I, I'm bringing it to public because we, we've been texting this. What is with you and wanting like trades? Like you wanted to start the fantasy league already. <laughs> You're so like, fantasy league wise, start the chaos. Start the chaos. <laughs> so fantasy league wise, the reason why I think we should have a uh, a dynasty league for Which the is podcast fine. and doing. Doing it now, like if we were going to start it, I would have started it before the draft after the Super Bowl. No. Why? This, this is why. So all the trades that are being happening, like you can't tell me you wouldn't trade Devontae Adams or you wouldn't trade him out. Like there's there's key plays that you're like, oh, look, like I would have traded him out or I would have traded for him. But with the draft happening, that messes up a lot of the changes or trades that you do post draft or postseason. So, like you don't know what's gonna affect. Like what happens if, like for example, what happens if and this is a bad team to pick out, but what if what about the Jags? They have okay players and everything, but let's say they had the running backs, you know, they have two good running backs. What if they decide to pick up another stupid running back and then they trade ATN or Robinson? And might. you have that guy, you just trade it for that guy right before the draft. 
I mean, whatever. But let's not do that before the draft. Like, let's do it like. Why would you do that? It makes us. We have no teams already established. You're just going nuts. I did ask. You're just going nuts. But you're no, but no, but I'm excited for the draft though to see who's gonna trade up and who's gonna trade down. The reasoning why is because there's a huge, there's a huge class of wide receiver, good wide receivers that are in the draft class. So there's. Some teams that may need a quarterback, but they have first-round picks. There's some teams that need wide receivers or need better offensive lines. And there's a lot of teams that have multiple first-round picks. So oh, are yeah. they going to keep those first-round picks or are they going to trade back? I need to look at say, the updated uh, draft spots, but I knew the Eagles had three, and I think they gave up one. So I think they only have two left. The Saints year. have a huge ton of them for this one. Kansas has check. like two back-to-back. So to me, it's yeah, like, you know, like the fact that they're like there, like, I've, so I've been listening to different uh, anal- uh, analysts right now saying, for example, in, in the case of my team, the Bears, hey, we need a wide receiver. Ah, Bears. But they're saying, you know, you know that 32, pick. no, we're what, 39, I think? Ne- mm, no. Or 32nd? No, you're farther back, I think, unless you trade it up. No, they, they have a 32nd or a 39th. I don't remember if it's the 32nd or the 39th. All right, pick. go on with your thought. I'll but look it up. They're saying, what if they just trade away that pick and they get two more picks for down the road? 39, 39. So they could lose that 39 pick and get two more picks for down the road. I've seen other scenarios where they're trading Montgomery away for picks. And it's like, damn, how does that affect everything? So, like, Kansas has two picks back-to-back. Do they need both picks, or do they trade away their picks and say, you know what, let me get a better pick. Let me get two more picks down the road. So, it's going to be interesting to see what happens and which teams that don't have a pick in the first round, if they're willing to trade up and see what they lose. I want to get Alex on, and I think I want to get maybe one more person. And at that, like the three of us, do like a live draft, live episode of the for, of the of the day one. I'm not doing the other days for sure, but day one, I think I definitely think we should uh, hop on together and have a good one, have some brewskis maybe, um, and then just see how it goes. I mean, it's gonna be madness, madness. I tell you, uh, you can wear your Bears jersey, even though the Bears probably won't be doing anything that day one since they have no picks. Uh, Unless they decide to do something stupid and. Draft the tight end, yeah. which they always do. Shit, they might. But you got a new GM now, so we'll see. All right, Art, anything else you want to bring up, man? I think you need to have Mike on the podcast whenever he's free to talk about the whole GOAT conversation in basketball. Because I saw a tweet the other day that because LeBron James lost with the Lakers, that he is no longer in contention to be considered the GOAT at all. He's not. He's not. So, I would want to matter? know. What does that matter, Mike? What, what what's Mike thinks about this whole NBA thing and how the? I I want Mike on, but not. But I would have it to debate somebody, not to uh, just to say it. I need him like, because that I'll tell you. I'll tell you all right now, for anybody who's watching this and, and uh, wants to debate it. He, he Mike doesn't say LeBron. He kind of made made it sound like that's who he goes for. Mike believes it's Kobe. Mike believes Kobe Bryant, Kobe being Bryant, rest in peace, the late great, is the GOAT. And I'll let him argue that, but if anybody wants to come on and wants to argue with Mike about that, deadass, let's go. Let's have a debate. I'll host it. Art can be in the background. Whatever you want to do. I'll just but, laugh about it. Exactly. But anywho, Art, I think I think we're good right now. That's a good recap. We'll, we'll probably do another episode in a few days. Uh, just to, I don't know, sit around. Fuck it. It's been a while. We need, sure. we need, to, have, we need to have poker night. Uh, are you free? Oh, we we can't play. <laughs> you want to play poker over over the webcam? I mean, strip poker? Ah, I'll, I'll, go, I'll, I'll go over to your house. I don't trust you fucking having cards up and hiding in your sleeve again. Jesse's probably going to be like, I thought you said possible, maybe possible, no. <laughs> hey, man. Let the man let, me, let the man feel how he feels, okay? He's in his game room right now playing games, most likely. But you know, guys, that's all I got. Art, you got any plugs before we head out? Yeah, y'all can find me on Instagram. Uh, I actually did just change my handle, so it's different <gasps> now. Yep, oh God, I changed it, it. Oh, my God. Um, so I need to look it up. So You it's, don't even know. 
No, it's so it's a underscore Ibarra design. So it's a little bit more professional now because I had been looking up on the market for a new job, trying to get better, grow as a person, grow as an individual, grow in my career. So I had to change it just in case someone decided to go in and, and see what I do. So you don't think they, they were interested in beach bum? It just, I didn't have my biography on there anymore. So it didn't make sense. Gotcha. So changed my handle at a underscore Ibarra design. If you guys have any questions about architecture or design, or you guys want to do a project at home or something, you guys need some ideas or need something drawn up or sketched up. Hey, just hit me up. I'm willing to work with y'all at a cheap price of zero uh, ninety nine per. Now I'm joking guys. If you need something, just hit me up. I'll, I'll give you my point of view. And if you want to take it, Go ahead. If not, no hard feelings. All right, guys. And, of course, you can follow the podcast at Instagram at Puro Pinche Sports. On Twitter, you can follow us at Pinche Sports Pod. Um, and then, guys, eh, might as well, since you you know, you know brought up your work. Art. If you guys are interested in any solar or smart home stuff, come talk to me, okay? <laughs> I started a new job. Why the fuck not? Save some money. I already saved a couple of people some money. Why not yourself? Fuck CPS if you're in the San Antonio area. Save some money. Get some solar panels. You're not going to spend shit. You're actually going to be saving money. So hit me up. DM me. Message me if you got my personal number. All the good stuff. But guys, for Arturo Ibarra, I am Jose Garza. We are Puro Pichu Sports, and we are out. Out. We're never out on time. (laughs) Nope.